Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hey guys, welcome to part two of our super extra mega giant Uber episode making up for two weeks' worth of news that we may have missed. If I sound a little off, uh, it's because I've actually gotten sick in between recording both episodes. But no matter, it happens after traveling. But as you know, last week we, or last week, last episode, part one, we talked about video games, a lot of news out of Riot Games and and things like this, uh, some delays, Jedi Fallen Order news, uh, we also did some TV news. We're going to cap that off today and then end with, with some movie news as well. Uh, as well as the shit ton of news that came out of Disney+. Plus. But let's move on. Tom Ellis of Lucifer fame was actually spotted on set in Toronto on the Arrowverse crossover set. Does that mean we're getting some Lucifer I mean, they've already shown some other stuff from the uh, uh, wheelhouse of of the Sandman, because technically that's where Lucifer's from. So they've already referenced the Book of Dreams or something like that. That was uh, part of last year's crossover with the Monitor. And um, some other things have been going on in the Flash that are hinted at to tie into other characters from Sandman. Does this mean there's going to be something referenced on an episode of Lucifer uh, with the final fifth season coming, uh, is it this year or next year? I, I don't remember. But um, that's what's what's happening there. Uh, and I do know, I'm sure they're working on that. But Lucifer's joining, which is awesome because a lot of people probably don't realize that the Lucifer show is a DC Comics property. Uh, technically it's a Vertigo property, but so is Constantine and things like this. So I'm very, very excited for that to happen. Um, I wonder if he'll be playing a version of his character from the show, more eccentric version, uh, if he'll be playing the actual Lucifer, uh, from the show, but, but, uh, I can't wait to see when... That starts with the crossover in December. We also got some news. uh, So we're about to get into the the Disney Plus news. Um, And we got news. I just keep saying news. News, 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 news. Well, Disney and Marvel are currently being sued over the X-Men theme song. You know, X-Men's going to Disney Plus. Uh, and not the theme song from the movie, but the theme song from the TV show. The da-na-na-na-na-na-na. You know that one? And there has to be a statute of limitations, but uh, a man called Zoltan Crisco, yes, Crisco, says uh, he's suing Marvel for copyright infringement due to the song's similarities to a theme of a Hungarian cop show from the 80s called Linda. So Linda went from 84 to 91, X-Men from 92 to 97. So I'm going to play this. I I don't know if you guys will be able to hear, but here's X-Men. 
And now here's Linda. So yeah, they, they sound pretty similar, almost like what happened with Ice Ice Baby and um, Under Pressure and how those were very similar and ultimately uh, settled where uh, Vanilla Ice had to give credit to Queen and David Bowie. Uh, in this instance, though, TMZ, who reported it originally, says the lawsuit includes Marvel, Disney, Fox, Amazon, and more. Uh, the, they also say all the successes the X-Men animated series franchise achieved for Marvel and many other companies is a result of that iconic song and then claims the stolen theme song. But uh, here at Nick's Nerd News, we'll be watching carefully to see if that ever turns into anything. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the statute of limitations is up, and even with copyright laws, it's, it's hard when it comes to international things. But since we already mentioned Disney+, Plus, in what is probably the, the biggest Twitter thread ever, just about everything was announced for what's coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, and that includes everything Star Wars, um, with a few exceptions, most notably the holiday special, which will never see the light of day. And the Droids and Ewoks cartoons, uh, and the Ewok Adventures movies, which are, hmm, very odd. But then again, those are not canon, and that's probably why. Uh, almost every Pixar movie, almost every MCU movie, uh, there's still some contracts out there where they can't show everything just yet. Uh, and, and a whole lot of other things. Uh, like I said, 90s X-Men, the 94 Fantastic Four movie, which is a huge shock. X-Men Evolution will be there, and practically every single Disney movie ever, including Disney movie, Disney Channel movies, Disney Channel shows, including even Stevens, yeah, if you didn't know, and all of this for $7 a month, and it launches on November 12th, including The Mandalorian, which I can't wait for. Like, th this is ridiculous that they're providing this much content for so little money. Like, like that's that's amazing. That That's really, really awesome. And I cannot wait for that. Especially The Mandalorian. Especially a lot of the Star Wars stuff. I, I'm just... Oh man, I'm so excited. And, and X-Men and stuff. I, I can't wait to be able to watch that again. From like a... Like it, a, 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 a adult perspective, because I really only remember watching it as a kid, and I'm just excited to be able to access a, a lot of other things that just I wasn't able to watch or see before, and I'm I'm very excited for that. I don't get your hopes up though for seeing Song of the South, because I guarantee you it's not going to be there. Um, that's it for TV news. Let's let's move on to movie news from the last two weeks, and. Uh, first off the list, Joaquin Phoenix is open to doing a Joker sequel. I doubt that's going to happen, even though it, it marches onward to making more and more and more money. I just, I don't think that it's set up for a sequel, and I'm perfectly fine with it being a standalone film. If he wants to play a Joker somewhere else, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that, though. Clerks 3 is now official. 
and it's gone through some some reworks and rewrites uh, according to director and writer and creator Kevin Smith he said that the original script was based more on like his focus with death and dying and things like that as, as he's gotten older whereas now that he almost did die last year uh, he's more focused on living and the time he has left and that's what Clerks 3 will be more like and it will focus more on Randall this time uh, which I'm all for I mean Randall's done nothing with his life but work at a movie store. So, of course someone's going to think about death in the end and things like that. Sony, despite pushing hard for a potential He-Man movie, has decided to possibly ship the movie off to Netflix uh, so they don't lose too much money on it as, you know, Sony is barely hanging on as a company in general. Uh, the only bright spots right now are, are the film studio and their gaming the gaming arm so you know obviously they don't want to take a loss and they'll just get a lot of their money back from netflix uh, netflix is also reported to have greenlit a sequel to murder mystery the film with jennifer aniston and adam sandler that was quite good actually uh, no word on if those two would be back uh, but a sequel a sequel to it is coming. Hopefully it's written as well. Uh, Taron Egerton was being interviewed and did say that a script does exist for The Kingsman 3. So this would be a, a, a third sequel to the first film. Uh, remember, The Kingsman, which is coming out early next year, is a prequel that takes place in during World War One, so the third movie would be a sequel to the second film and the first film, obviously. <clears throat> and instead of confusing you all any further, there's news that Ryan Reynolds met with Marvel. He did post a photo from the meeting saying he was trying out for the role of Anthony Stark. <laughs> a little joke out of Ryan Reynolds. It's, that's always good. And... Uh, Obviously, he was he's he was meeting about Deadpool. There's there's no question of what what he was meeting about. Unfortunately, we don't really have any news other than that. Um, some people have heard rumors that Deadpool could still exist as a rated R film. Others um, have rumored that it might stay separate. So it, it's it's. It's interesting, to say the least. Um, I, I I don't know... Huh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited. And I think there's definitely room for his Deadpool in the MCU. PG-13 or R or otherwise. I think it would be smart... To find a way to bring him in via the multiverse. I don't think creating a new one would work. Uh, it, it could. It could. I, I don't know how they would pull it off. But I, I just, I'm trying to think of the best way possible other than just flat out starting over. Which would be fine as well. Because, again, Ryan Reynolds is like, was born to play Deadpool. I really hope that it works out for him in the MCU because that would be a, a glorious addition and an awesome replacement for our uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, and as Tony Stark. But moving on, uh, Kevin Feige 
has been promoted to chief creative officer at Marvel. So that means he's going to be overseeing everything, TV, movies, animation, publishing, as most of the TV efforts move to the MCU. Uh, this also comes with Jeff Loeb departing Marvel. He was previously in charge of Marvel Television, uh, you know, which oversaw uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is going to have its final season, and, and the Runaways, shows like this, and things at Hulu. But now everything is going to be controlled by Feige and, and Marvel Studios, which, this is interesting. So I know I predicted a few weeks back that he would probably take over at, at, at Lucasfilm after Kathleen Kennedy's contract is up in a year or two. I don't know anymore, because he's pretty much number two at at Marvel, but he actually answers to Alan Horn. So this this goes up to, to Disney Studios, so he's he's technically outside of the normal Marvel leadership. And I just, uh, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Uh, maybe it's a good thing that, that Jeff Loeb is gone because he was kind of an asshole and he's part of the reason that the MCU and the TVs didn't, uh, didn't really interact with each other. So I, I just, I, I hope this works out for the good. I, I know this is a good thing. I should say, I don't want to seem like a downer because it's not this is actually a good thing Kevin Feige is probably the best thing to happen to the MCU in a in a very long time and I, I don't I, I don't know I just like I said it'll be interesting to see how this affects the MCU in the future because now he's not going to be overseeing everything like he used to and hopefully this doesn't have any effect on the movies and shows moving forward but uh, it, it'll be interesting to say the least and and I'm uh I'm excited to see where this goes like I said so we'll we'll see we'll see how this affects things moving forward like I said I don't think it's going to be too much of a change just yet we won't notice it for a while uh, maybe this is a good thing maybe it's a bad thing but who knows who knows for sure sticking with the Marvel world for a little bit uh, James Mangold was being interviewed. He, you know, he directed Logan and the Wolverine and things like this. Uh, he was being interviewed and said he would love to play around in the Marvel Universe still, and he he still wants to make a X twenty three movie who, uh, as a sequel essentially to Logan. Now, would Marvel allow that? Is it's another question entirely, but based off the fact that Logan did so well, I I think. They could let it play around in, in some shape or form, really. But who knows? The future the future has a lot of things in store for us that we don't know yet. Well, uh, staying on the Disney train here for a little bit, Elton John was recently being interviewed and said that the new version of The Lion King was a big disappointment to him. This is per GQ says, the new version of Lion King was a huge disappointment to me because I believe they messed the music up. Music was so much a part of the original, and the music in the current film didn't have the same impact. The magic and joy were lost. And kind of agree with him. I mean, you guys know that I said the film felt hollow. 
it was beautiful to look at, but it didn't really do anything for me. Elton John went on to say, The soundtrack hasn't had nearly the same impact in the charts that it had 25 years ago when it was the best-selling album of the year. The new soundtrack fell out of the charts so quickly despite the massive box office success. I wish I'd been invited to the party more, but the creative vision for the film and its music was different this time around, and I wasn't really welcomed or treated with the same level of respect. That makes me extremely sad. He concluded that he was happy that the right spirit for the music lives on with a Lion King stage musical. And, I mean, he did make a new song for the film, which was actually pretty good. But I agree, the music was kind of odd in the in the in the the remake. It wasn't the same, and some of the stuff was good, but some of it was just it didn't feel right. But hey, I mean, it made over a billion dollars and is one of the highest-grossing films of all time. So, like, a few people might be upset, but at the end of the day, people loved it, and it's I think it's on Blu-ray now. So if you want to own it. Now you can, if you want to own both versions, essentially. Taika Waititi was on Jimmy Kimmel this past week, and he was promoting his new film, Jojo Rabbit, which looks like a riot, and I do want to see that. Uh, But he was asked about Thor and the next one, and he confirmed that Korg will be back, the character he played in Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame, will be back for Thor Love and Thunder. But right now, I guess the debate is on either if Fat Thor or Bro Thor is going to be back, or if they use standard, like, in-shape Buff Thor. And uh, I I think it'd be smart to maybe have both, maybe have a time jump. I'm not sure. Bro Thor is is everyone's new favorite version of Thor, so I I, I would welcome that. We're we're still a few years away from that. Uh, Taika also said that he is still working on an Akira movie, so that will come sometime in the future as he is signed up for a few movies right now including Thor Love and Thunder which is uh, technically Thor 4. Got some news out of HBO Max. Uh, The streaming service set to launch next year uh, from Warner and HBO. All Studio Ghibli films will be on HBO Max starting next year which is a major blow to Disney and Disney Plus if you ask me. Uh, granted, Disney doesn't own Studio Ghibli, and it, it obviously it wasn't guaranteed to be on Disney+. Plus. As in reality, Disney only really gets the streaming rights to Studio Ghibli films. Streaming rights. I mean, they get the uh, the the distribution rights. So they, they get to essentially show the movie, distribute the movie in, in, in certain regions. But... It's really interesting because Disney's always had their name on top of the Studio Ghibli films for it to come out uh, and all of them be on HBO Max. I'm totally getting HBO Max just for a lot of the other content that's going to be on there that I'm, I'm excited to see. And I'm, I'm a big HBO guy. Uh, I'm excited to see this and, and I'm going to be able to watch a lot of Studio Ghibli films that I've never seen before. You know, I... The one I know for sure I've seen is My Neighbor Totoro because I grew up watching that movie. I can't say that I've seen any of the other ones, really. I just know they're amazing. I've seen snippets of Howl's Moving Castle. I've seen snippets of uh, Kiki's Delivery Service and, and things like this. So that is a big win for HBO Max, and it might even be worth the price of admission for some people. 
in what I think is the biggest and most shocking news for this year's Oscars, 32 films, I repeat, 32 films have been submitted for Best Animated Feature. And I'm just going to give you a quick rundown here. Abominable, The Addams Family, The Angry Birds Movie 2, Another Day of Life, Away, Buñuel, Buñuel in the Labyrinth of the Turtles, I'm saying that wrong, Children of the Sea, Delili in Paris, Frozen 2, not even out yet, Funan, Genji Tartakovsky's Primal, Tales of Savagery, pretty sure that's a TV show, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, not out yet, that's a Netflix movie that looks really cool, The Last Fiction, The Lego Movie 2, the second part, Morona's Fantastic Tale, Missing Link, Nija, Okozin, Pachamama, Promare, Rezo, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Spies in Disguise, another movie that's not out yet, The Swallows of Kabul, The Magnificent Cake, The Tower, Toy Story 4, Upin and Ippin, The Lone Gibbon Chris, Weathering with You, and White Snake. Like, what? Excuse me? Jesus Christ. I, I, already t- I can already tell you, half of those, more than half of those, aren't even going to be considered. And it's going to come down to probably Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, which, you know, just knowing Disney and, and that, probably Angry Birds Movie 2, The Addams Family, and more than likely Missing Link. And that's just my guess. The Lego Movie 2, recently watched that, does not even hold a candle to the first one. It was the... And... Unless Spies in Disguise, like, knocks it out of the park when it comes out, I don't see it being considered. Some of these movies look like they might be nominated for Best Foreign Film or submitted there. So, so we'll see. Uh, you'll notice Lion King is not on the list because it is considered a live-action film, despite being filmed entirely in a VR video game. But no matter. that That's insane to me. That, that's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Uh, the Rock finally announced that Black Adam will begin filming next year. That means it is coming out. That movie is coming out folks finally we know black adam is coming the rock said he's had that movie with him for 10 years which i'm kind of surprised at but granted we're getting to the 10-year mark of the of the dceu anyway or we're nearing the 10-year mark of the dceu man of steel did come out in 2013 so six years and eh, whatever we're not even close forget what i just said but it, it's, uh, I guess he was working on that before there was a DCEU. I'm excited to see that film. I can't wait. I loved Shazam. I think The Rock is perfect to play uh, Black Adam, the ruler of Kondak, the country it's called. Uh, I can't even remember his real name now. Kondak is almost like an Egyptian country. Uh, it's an analog- analogous to that. It'll be interesting to see how that ties in. Uh, They did tease it in a recently unveiled deleted scene from Shazam. So 
I'm excited that that's that's finally happening. And uh, sticking with superhero movies, uh, it's been rumored right now that Venom 2 is looking at adding Shriek, the villain Shriek, uh, who's a ally of Carnage. And it's being rumored that Naomi Harris is currently in negotiations to play the character. Uh, you might know Naomi Harris from the James Bond films. She does play Money Penny in the, in the current continuity. Uh, she's been in some other films as well. Uh, looks like she might be joining the superhero world. And as we continue with superhero casting news, it looks like we have a Catwoman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Selena Kyle Catwoman in the upcoming film The Batman, which also stars Robert Pattinson as uh, The Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, we also found out that Jonah Hill has passed on the film. Uh, there was rumors that he was in negotiations to play either the Riddler or Penguin. I, I think that's a smart move. I, I love Jonah Hill. I just don't think he's right as a Batman villain. It also came out that apparently Seth Rogen was being eyed for the film. So if Jonah was going to play the Riddler, Seth Rogen would have been Penguin. And I, that would have just taken me out of the movie completely. And I know Seth Rogen can probably do serious roles. We know Jonah Hill can. I, I just... I, I don't see either of them as Batman villains. I, I, just, I just don't. I really can't. And I love them to death. And it, it it would take me out of the movie, for one. And and the last thing you need to hear is the penguin with, with Rogan's laugh like <laughs> like no. No, that just that wouldn't that wouldn't work. Um But we did get someone cast as the Riddler. So the villains are starting to shape up. Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler. Um the only thing I know Paul Dano from is the girl next door. And and I'm that's doing him a huge disservice, really. He's been in a lot of films since then. I mean, he was in Twelve Years a Slave, uh, Being Flynn, Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, he's been in a lot of things. I know a lot of people say that his acting chops are very good. What's what's really funny is he actually looks like how the Riddler looks in the comics. So that's actually like a really big plus. So I'm 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 excited to see how this movie is shaping up. People are saying Jeffrey Wright has signed on as as Commissioner Gordon. Others say he's still in talks. Uh, now that the Jonah Hill thing has fallen through, I'll, I'll be surprised to see how things go. And, and it'll be interesting to see what other villains might be in the film as the rumor... The persistent rumor has been that he's Batman is going to be going up against his whole... Or a large portion of his rogues gallery. I wonder if the Joker will be a part of it. Uh... Matrix 4 had a lot of news drop this week as well. Uh, we already know that one of the Wachowskis is returning to direct and that Keanu will be back along with Carrie-Anne Moss. Uh, but it's been announced that Yahya Abdul-Mateen has been cast in a lead role. Neil Patrick Harris has been cast in an undisclosed role. Jessica Henwick has been cast in an undisclosed lead role. And Jada Pinkett Smith is in talks to return to the film. Uh, no word yet on if on if Lawrence Fishburne is going to return. I, I can't remember if he died in the film or not. Spoilers, I guess, for a 20-year-old movie. 
I I don't know. I guess they are still working on a one with Michael B. Jordan, but that might be a prequel film. I, I, I don't know. But I'm excited to see what happens with the Matrix 4. Uh, the last few Wachowski movies have been a little off the rails and not very good. So I'm I I'll be, it'll be interesting at least to see to see where this one goes. I uh I'm excited. I did like all of the the Matrix films. I'm a big fan of them even though they got ridiculous and completely just bonkers at the end and made no sense, but they were just fun to look at. That's that's for damn sure. But uh, that's supposed to start filming next year. And hopefully they get a, a few more people to return. I don't know how it's going to be because at the end of the third one, they pretty much like broker a peace deal. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. But yeah. Uh, final bit of movie news here. Uh, like I mentioned in part one, the Star Wars trailer dropped uh, during Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that on next week's episode. Uh, tickets were did go on sale as well, uh, breaking records from my understanding. But we'll again we'll talk about that next week. But what I can say, uh, final bit of movie news here. Apparently, they're going to be remaking Little Shop of Horrors, and Lady Gaga is rumored to be playing Audrey, which I think is probably one of the best casting newses I've I've heard of in in a long time. Especially for a remake for a musical and movie that I really, really enjoy. And if Gaga's in it, then I'll, I'll totally welcome it. Uh, other rumors have been floating around that they want Billy Porter to play Audrey 2 or The Man-Eating Plant. Uh, other names I've seen floating around are Joseph Gordon-Levitt to star, Zac Efron, Chris Evans as the, the crazy dentist. Uh, I do enjoy the movie that Frank Oz directed... In the 80s with Rick Moranis. I have seen the play. Uh, the play is great. So it is It is a uh, a movie that I, I do enjoy. And I would welcome a, a remake if Lady Gaga was involved. They also said that Greg Berlanti. Known for creating the Arrowverse is set to direct. I don't know if that's true anymore. But that's again another person I, I can jump behind. Um, that's it for movie news. Uh, for part two, we do have a couple other things to talk about, though. Um, Stephen King has petitioned the state of Maine to be able to turn his home into a writer's retreat and a museum. Um, this is per Rolling Stone. Uh, the city of Bangor has approved it. I don't know if the state has anything left to do. Uh, it will be turned into a nonprofit. And like I said, it will become an archive of his work as a museum. Uh, and a retreat for up to five writers at a time. Um, you can visit by appointment if you wish to visit the museum. I mean, he is the most pop, most famous person to come from Maine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I guess he hasn't lived in the, the home for a while. Him and his wife moved out to Florida, I guess, recently. Um, they don't live in the Bangor home anymore. That's the capital of Maine as well, so... That's really cool. If you're a big fan of Stephen King like me, uh, that can be a future place for you to visit, along with 
the beautiful things in Maine, from my understanding. And uh, if my recent drive up the 95 last week up to Boston from New York is any indication of what New England is like, I would definitely recommend going in the fall. Um, but last week in New York as well, uh, Google had an event to announce all of their new Pixel devices and a lot of their other Nest devices. Uh, first and foremost, the Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL. Uh, they will be the first smartphones to feature radar capabilities with Google's Motion Sense. Um, so people can use the phone without touching it, I guess. So it's a big deal. Uh, biggest disappointment for me, I use a Pixel 2 XL. It's one of the best phones I've ever had. Uh, they did remove the fingerprint scanner from the back of the phone. And they have switched to what Apple does, essentially using your face to unlock the phone. Not a big fan of that. But that's the future, I guess. Uh, the Pixel 4 does feature two cameras and a new telephoto lens on the back. Uh, it can also be used to take pictures of the night sky, which is a huge thing for phones. You've never really been able to take pictures of the moon. This is apparently the first phone to allow you to do it. And that's ridiculous, if you ask me. It does have a 90 hertz display, which is really fast for phones. Uh, 6 gigs of RAM, which is high, uh, and it's their new uh, pre-built chip. The Pixel 4 is available for $799 starting, and the XL starts at $899. They come in three colors, clearly white, just black, and oh-so-orange. They release, uh, They by the time you guys are listening, the phone will be out uh, October 24th. Uh, we also got an official release date for Google Stadia. We mentioned that earlier, November 19th. Google also announced its own wireless earbuds called Google Pixel Buds. Uh, they will be available next year for $179. They come in clearly white, oh-so-orange, quite mint, and almost black. They give wearer instant access to Google Assistant, and it features translations to foreign languages. That's pretty fucking cool. An adaptive sound that will adjust the volume depending on how low, how loud the surroundings are, and a unique hybrid design that keeps you aware of the world around you while still delivering powerful sound, according to Google. They will also pair with Bluetooth 4.0, uh, laptops, tablets, and iOS devices, so iPhones as well, five hours of listening on a single charge, with up to 24 hours with the wireless charging case. Also sweat and water resistant. Uh, the Pixelbook Go was also announced. Uh, it's apparently their most affordable Pix Chromebook. has all the features you love about the Pixelbook. Starts at $649 in just black and not pink. Barely 2 pounds, 13 millimeters thin, a 13.3 inch touchscreen, and a quiet backlit keyboard. Uh, apparently has 12 hour battery life and just 20 minutes of charging. We'll add 2 hours of battery life to, to the Chromebook. Uh, it will be available in January. Or uh, pre-orders have started. Uh, no availability date yet. Uh, also, the new Google Nest Mini. Uh, it has been renamed from the Google Home Mini. It's a completely re-engineered version of the 2017 version. Uh, it has improved sound and bass that's twice as strong as the original. It also has LED lights that will only show you when your hand gets near to indicate where you need to tap to adjust volume. Uh, it will also dynamically adjust the volume of Google Assistant depending on background noise and can connect to other Nest speakers to build a whole home audio system. Uh, 
Stream transfer is also available and will allow users to move their music, audiobooks, and or podcasts with, with them as they move around the home. That's really cool. And it comes in chalk, charcoal, coral, and sky. It is available now for $49.99. The coolest part about it is it is made 100% from post-consumer recycled plastic bottles. That's, that's really awesome. Uh, the other new thing is the Google Nest Wi-Fi. It's a new router and Wi-Fi point. It does include Google Assistant, has whole home coverage. Um, it comes with a router that goes into your modem and a Wi-Fi point. So it's a, an access point. Uh, so you will still need a modem. It is supposed to be twice as fast as the previous Google Wi-Fi. 25% better coverage. Uh, this two-pack will allegedly cover up to a 3,800-square-foot home, which is huge, so you'll be more than enough with, with, with this in most homes. You can add more points as needed, which if it's covering up to 3,800 square feet, most people won't need it. Um, it can work with Google Wi-Fi if you had it before. It comes in snow, sand, and mist. It will become available later this year, and uh, it costs $269.99. Or a three pack, which is three forty nine ninety nine, and that's everything from the Google event that was last week in New York City. I do plan on getting a Pixel Four, so I'll be talking about that once it comes out, and I do have it in my hands. But that is it for part two of the super awesome mega super duper episode to cover two weeks worth of news, and I'm excited uh, to announce nothing new. <laughs> Um, but next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming, uh, normal episodes, just one, one a week and, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about that Star Wars trailer for sure. But, uh, if you guys like listening to the show, make sure to check out nixnerdnews.com where you can find links to our social medias like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also search for nixnerdnews. You can find us right there. I'm always posting funny memes. Uh, try to be different on each of the three platforms. Uh, also, if you do like listening to the show, do please still check out nixnerdnews.com. You can listen to us right in your browser, or you can find links to our Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify pages if you prefer to listen on the go. Uh, other than that, thank you guys for listening. Uh, sorry again for not having an episode last week. Um, things will be get get back to normal hopefully and uh as the year progresses we've got a lot of big movies coming out still um so be on the lookout for that as always fuck the haters you guys you do you do what you want uh do what make you makes you feel happy as long as it's not illegal or murder i guess i should just point that out just so you don't try to say uh, i pushed you to do it <laughs> uh, other than that i will catch you guys on the flip side thanks for listening and uh, catch you next week.